So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Hey, HR, have you joined the programmatic revolution? If not, you're about to get schooled on how to take your organization to the next level. Check this out. 95% of CMOs use programmatic advertising, but only 5% of CHROs are using it to advertise their jobs. Where's the disconnect? PandoLogic uses powerful automation to drive higher-performing job ads without the bloated budget. It's time to transform the way you think about job advertising and join the revolution. Learn more at pandologic.com forward slash revolution. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. The only thing standing between me and happy hour is this Firing Squad. What's up, everybody? This is Firing Squad, and you're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I am Joel Cheeseman, as always, joined by my partner in crime, Chad Sowash. And today, our sucker is predictive hire. We welcome Barb Hyman from Down Under. She is the CEO. Barb, good day, mate. How's it going? Hi, guys. (laughs) So before we get into the company, tell us a little bit about you. So I'm the CEO and founder of Predictive Hire. I'm, I'm probably the least likely person to be leading this company as an AI company because I'm female, for one, um, and I'm neither a data scientist nor an engineer, but I, I care a lot about the experience that people have when they're applying for a job. So um, that's me. I live in Australia, in Melbourne. I'm currently in day one of 14 days quarantine. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, oh. Yeah, I know, not fun. And um, I'm a mom of three kids as well. The wrong person because you're a woman. We may have to get into that, Chad, in the Q&A. But until then, tell her, tell her what she's won. Well, Barb, you will have two minutes to pitch Predictive Hire. At the end of two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you up with rapid fire Q&A. And if your answers are starting to ramble or you just get plain boring... Joel's going to hit you with the crickets. That's the signal to tighten up your game. At the end of Q&A, you will receive one of these three grades from both Joel and myself. Big applause. Pile that shrimp up on the Barbie and open some champagne because you have a winner here. Oh, open the Fosters, baby. Open the Fosters. Now that's golf clap. Golf clap. 
lay off all that shrimp, pop a Foster's, and get your ass to work. <laughs> the firing squad. That's not a knife. Seriously, get back to the whiteboard. This isn't working. Going to need a bigger boat. Barb, are you ready to pitch the firing squad? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want a bit of what you guys have to uh, well, to roll me out. Share it later. Listeners should know it's about six in the morning for Barb. So this is a little bit much for her, but she's a trooper and she's going to handle it. You have two minutes to pitch, Barb. Are you ready? I'm ready. In three, two. Imagine for a moment that you're a store manager of a large national retail chain. You have 500 open positions. You get about 8,000 applicants a day and you'd love to interview every one of them because you know that the people you hire are your brand. So you sit down and you interview all of them. You let them share their story of who they are in their voice. You give them about 20 to 25 minutes and it feels really friendly and familiar because it's just a chat. And you don't ghost them, you know, unlike recruitment. You give every one of them personalized learning, which makes them feel amazing. It makes them feel heard, dignified and smarter because you're going to let down about 7,500, right, if you do the maths because you can only hire a few. And you care a lot about the experience that everyone has because they're all customers in your store. That's what we do. We make that possible. We're a conversational AI that's built for humans and backed by science. We call it PHI, P-H-A-I, Predictive High AI. It understands you. It doesn't rush you. You don't need to do your hair and makeup for PHI. And PHI is also blind, doesn't know your race, age or gender, so it means that when you bring in those 500 people, they really truly represent the diversity of the community that you serve. That's Predictive Hire. And where can they find out more, Barb? Go to predictivehire.com. We'll, we'll end that right there. Okay, I'm going to start the, the questioning, Barb. And I usually start with sort of a branding question. Uh, uh, question usually ro- revolving around your name, but your name makes a lot of sense to me. What's hard for me to get is the the robot's name Phi. So so forgive forgive the pun, but why Phi? So part of what really has informed the whole product is the idea that everyone's given a fair go. You know that's our mission. It's a great Aussie slogan, um, and that means that we don't really care that you're male or white or whatever your age is. And we wanted to have a chatbot with a name that was really, you know, neutral, really gender agnostic. And actually our head data scientist came up with that. Um, so that's how we came up with the name. We didn't want it to be a female like Alexa or Siri because that just seemed too obvious. So we wanted it to be something that represented us, but that also talked to our mission. So it's not a cute acronym or something. It's P-H-I-A-I, correct? That's right. That's right. Predictive higher AI. Oh, it, it is. is an acronym. <laughs> okay. You know, part of what we're trying to do is be really authentic and honest, and we don't all pretend that it's a human. So when you give it a human name, you're kind of, we feel, representing that this is something that it's not. You know, it is a robot, so to speak. It is a machine. It is AI on the other end. And so we want to be honest about it and not give it a name that suggests it's a person. So no job seeker confusion about Phi? What is that? They get it? That it's it's the name of the robot. But some some companies put their own name on it. You know, there are quite a few businesses now that really have built in chat as a vehicle to engage with their staff, and they might have their own name. Um, so they're welcome to apply that name. You know, part of our product is that the whole experience. Gotcha. Really gotcha. Say no more. Predictive hire AI. Fi. Got it. Chad. Boom. There you go. I see. It's a little later in the day for Joel, so he hasn't obviously taken his nap. So. 
Is this a high volume play mainly? Look, so it definitely is. You know, I think a couple of things that make it high volume, which is, you know, when you're bringing AI into your organization, it's a lot of change for the recruitment mm. team, for the organization. And so we find the bigger the problem, um, you know, the, the, the easier it is for organizations to embrace it. So we tend to work with businesses recruiting at scale because they get the most payback. Um, but uh, you can use it in other roles as well because part of what the solution delivers is not just efficiency because we think it's much more important to also be really human is, um, you know, it just helps bring data and intelligence to every recruitment decision. So whether you use it for engineers or for frontline retail staff, you know, it, it works in the same way. Okay. So when it comes down to a company actually buying into predictive hire, generally what's their number one priority that you are filling right out of the gate? Oh, absolutely. A recruitment efficiency. How do I get to the right talent fast? You know, you get to time to offer in less than 24 hours. And if you've got 500 open roles or any open roles now, because it's such mm -hmm. a candidate first market, you got to move fast. So speed. Okay. So what about setup for that company? Because not everybody has the same questions. They don't have obviously the same assessment processes. I mean, do you come with canned assessments and canned uh, questions that you just roll out automatically, or is there usually uh, a lead time, uh, weeks, months to be able to get it set up so that it can learn and then deploy? Yeah, no, look, it's actually a less than 24 hour setup in theory. Um, what we find though is usually there's an integration which might take a few weeks, and the customer always wants to customize it. You know, they always want to bring in their, their voice. Um, we're able to reflect their values and their culture in the questions. So mm -hmm. there's usually a period of us collaborating with them to really amplify those aspects of the experience. But, you know, in theory, you can go live tomorrow. Talk about the the job seeker interaction with with Fi. Is it I go to the website and it's a little bubble in the bottom? Is it a text messaging as well? Is it mo like sort of mobile uh, platform based? Does a recruiter send a link to a candidate and then they click it and then start the process of chatting? Is yeah. it is it available on other messaging platforms like uh, like WhatsApp or others? Talk about that. Yeah, so it's simply a link um, that can get included and in, inserted in any sourcing channel, so Snapchat, WhatsApp, et cetera. But usually what happens is we're working with really big companies who have a, a legacy system like a Workday or a Success Factors. And so you apply for a job in the normal way, but pretty quickly you get to the point in that experience where it says, hey, now we want to give you a first interview. We don't call it an assessment because it's like an interview. So everyone gets a chance at the job. And so they click on that um, and they start the conversation and it's five questions. You know, that's really the key IP or an invention is that it's super quick. Um, and within about 10 to 20 minutes of finishing, they get this feedback profile, which is really phenomenal in recruitment because, you know, there's a big difference between a normal chatbot um, that an engineer can code in a week versus conversational AI that's based on science where you really understand the person through language and we give that feedback back to the candidate. So it's pretty quick and simple um, and it means no CVs, no phone screens. So from a recruiter perspective, it, it gives back just a huge amount of time to them. So let's talk about uh, sort of global uh, domination. Uh, are you guys are based? You guys are based in Australia. Are you available in other countries? Uh, which ones? If not, uh, what countries are you hoping to grow into? Are you just an Australian or APAC uh, company? Talk about the globe. Yeah, yeah. So, so round about every 
42 seconds to be precise, someone around the world in one of 47 countries um, is having a chat with Fi. Um, and our clients are global. Um, obviously, we're most of our team is based here, but we've also got a sizable team in the UK. We've got a team in the Philippines and um, some people in China as well. And, you know, the one, um, we obviously want to pursue global domination, you know, going into the US is is incredibly exciting for us. We've just got one client there at the moment um, and um, we're looking to expand that. But the only constraint to our tech is it's English only. You know, AI is pretty sophisticated. You can't slap on Google Translate and then, you know, provide the service. Um, so we'll be in uh, Spanish and French and Italian and German late next year. But for now, we're in, in English countries, English speaking countries. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so in America, there's a lot of a lot. There are a lot of chatbots. It's very competitive. What's your differentiator? So, you know, I think the market is really confused about chatbot versus conversational AI. And you know, the difference simply, I, I say, is it's the difference between two D and three D. You know, a chatbot. If you engage with most of the chatbots out there, in fact, all of them. Um, they don't give you anything back. You know, they're really just automating a process and it's very tran transactional. They're pretty crude and simplistic. They use keyword matching. They're not based on any kind of science like natural language processing, which is what we have. So to be truthful, the only other technology that's similar to ours, but it's not really applied in this space, is IBM Watson, which was built through understanding people through language and then predicting whether or not they had a certain set of traits to be successful in a role. And so right now we're the only one that has something similar. It was built in a really different way. And so that's fundamentally the difference. It's um, truly a science-based experience. Um, and, you know, it, it's also very much a machine learning product. And maybe I'll stop there and see what questions you ask, but I think there's also <laughs> fair about, a fair bit of confusion around you know, AI and a lot of puffery around AI versus something that's truly a learning technology. You said something earlier that I want to dive into. You said it's really an interview. It's not an assessment. Well, I mean, the assessments overall, uh, personality assessments or what have you, they are different than an interview because of obviously the algorithm that tests and goes against that. So is it an interview or is it an assessment, like a personality assessment? Yeah, look, it's designed as an interview. Um, it simulates uh -huh. the best in class of what a good interview looks like, which is it's a structured set of questions where right. people are measured against a performance rubric. What we're discovering through the language is soft skills and communication skills and features like your propensity to be a job hopper, which is a, a kind of a formal term in IO world. Um, and, you know, in my view is it's exactly the same as an interview. When you're interviewing me, you're assessing and judging me. You're listening to my responses to see whether I'm really driven, whether I'm really resilient, whatever it is that you're looking for. But, you know, the problem is that you bring all of your biases, right? Like we're all um, imbued with biases and that's where a machine that's blind can really discover, you know, what I would say is undiscovered talent. And that's that's the, the beauty of using, you know, technology to do your interviews for you. Okay. So a job hopper, let's say two, three, four years ago, that would have been a problem, but that's standard for today, right? So how does a company actually keep, like yours, actually keep up with changes in the market? Because you're actually using past behavior. And as we just saw over the last year, well, there's little <laughs> the same than it was uh, a year plus ago, 18 months ago, right? So how does an algorithm that is trained on past behavior keep up with the world of today? 
because it's not. It's not based on historical data. That is a key point of difference between us and every other AI solution. You know, if you're using, I won't mention any names, a lot of other AI solutions, they survey your employee group. You know, the whole Amazon story, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where you're using CVs from people that were hired. We don't use historical data to define the profile. What we have that's really unique to us is this incredible data set of words. It's about 300 million words now. It's doubling every six months. And the science of being able to discover your profile, as in your personality, your communication fluency from words, comes from that data set. It does not come from tracking whether or not you were hired and whether or not you were successful in the job. That's how we start. And we start with, they're called rule-based models. As we get data from your company about who was hired and who left and any other truly objective performance data, we retrain our models, pretty much like the whole Netflix you know, uh, um, <clears throat> Amazon experience, but we don't start with a biased data set. We don't start with historical data, and that's a really key point of difference in terms of minimizing bias um, and um, avoiding all those issues that you mentioned. But you're using an algorithm to score and really predict whether an individual is going to do well in that position or not. Yeah, but you as the company, you get to set the profile. I, I totally get that. But me as a company, I'm biased because I'm a human being, right? So that all, all in itself is like we're actually training bias into the system. And I know that computers are blind, but in most cases, they have problems with different cohorts, like individuals with disabilities, yeah, right? Because they yeah. don't test the same. They don't think the same. So how do you deal with something like that? So you ha you have to you know start with... The assumption that when you're talking with a client and they say, look, we want people who are, you know, highly driven, um, high humility, we want them to have a growth mindset, that, you know, that's not a biased formula. It's, it's, it would be pretty malevolent for a company to come and say, we want this profile, you know, we want assholes who don't care about people and don't work well with teams. It just doesn't happen like that. So, Have you worked with American companies yet, Barb? <laughs> I mean, seriously, those are profiles. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and, and, um, and then in terms of the, you know, does this work for a wide range of groups? Again, I'd say that's where we're really different, which is the difference between you and I and a machine is that you can't figure out our biases, right, because they're invisible and they're unconscious. But when you look at data, you can actually test against people who identify as neurodiverse, you know, different ethnic, ethnic groups, different genders. And so you're able to actually see whether there's bias and then retrain the model to minimize that bias. So one of the things that our product gives you is that you can see real time whether there's any bias in the machine recommendations on race and gender which is, you know, transparency, right? And that's what clients want is they want to see transparently what's really going on here. How can I trust this technology? So, you know, that's there are some things we've done in making available our science. We're the only company in the space to publish our science because we think all science is falsifiable and you deserve to challenge it and take a look at it. Um, you know, we're the only company that tests broadly against all different protected groups so it's it's a huge responsibility we have to do the right thing and we're 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 fully transparent on how tech performs and obviously the customer gets access to that real time as well in the reporting. As a as a big fan of the show Barb, like Yeah, that's me. How did you know? I know I know that you've you've listened to a lot of the news stories lately about chatbots getting acquired. Pretty almost all of them have been acquired. Now, that's good news to some people, but I look at it as, look, these companies got a lot of money. 
the next round of news should not be acquiring and certainly not without terms disclosed. It should be about a new round of funding and these chatbots becoming huge businesses in sort of the next wave of hiring. Does that news discourage you? Do you, do you, do you see that and feel like, well, they got it wrong and we're going to get it right? How do you look at the news of all the acquisitions going on right now? Yeah, look, I think that the interest in conversational AI and using that as a medium to connect with people and understand people, you know, candidates, employees is is incredibly encouraging because it's a very human, normal thing to do. You know, to put on hair and makeup and do a video interview or to play a game to me is not a thing that I'm going to do every day, but having a chat or texting my mates or my family is really normal. And so I think that whole raft of acquisitions is a reflection of that's the future. And when you think about distributed work, you know, Salesforce buying Slack, Microsoft Teams, et cetera, that's how employees connect as well, right? You know, it's all about that asynchronous communication. So we have a vision to go way beyond recruitment as a chat interface to help employees really navigate the workplace as well as what we're doing right now in recruitment. Gotcha. So you're expanding outside of, of recruitment. And it looks like, according to Crunchbase, you guys have raised about $4.3 million dollars. Is that is that US dollars? Yeah. US is three point two. Okay. Yeah. So three point two is that number correct? Uh, look, it's it's a, it's a bit more than that. Um, we're about to go and do a um a big round of um funding. Well, when I say big, that's obviously my ambition uh, in the second half uh-huh. of this year to really support our growth in EMEA and into the US. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. And and we're only a team of thirty five right now, but an incredibly committed team. So we're um, expecting to about double in size over the next Okay. Well, we hope that we're on your PR list when you uh, announce that new round of funding. Absolutely. In addition to growing into the US and maybe getting out of recruitment, what are some other things that we should be looking for in the future for predictive hire? Is video in the future, for example? Yeah, look, we're we're not big fans of video because we feel like it, um, uh, you know, it, 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 there's a real risk of bias in that um, and we don't think the technology, particularly the AI, is at the point where you can comfortably say it's inclusive and not potentially biased against certain groups. Um, so that's not where we're headed. Where we're wanting to move is really around the onboarding space. So if you think about hiring at scale, you know, our largest customer hires 40,000 people a year, right, and how do you make them more? And they're 15 years old to, you know, 70 years old. How do you help them navigate that workplace in a way where, you know, it really um, uh, helps them understand what they need to do, how to have conversations? So that's kind of the space that we want to move into to to have FI as your own personalized coach. Um, and, um, you know, we're looking at that in the education space as well for, for students. So we see, okay. we see that, you know, the chat and the understanding that the chat has about people as being really the core uniqueness to our tech. So let's talk about integrations in a uh, system, because obviously we don't want recruiters or hiring managers jumping from platform to platform, not to mention adoption is incredibly low when they have to get out of their core platforms. So what kind of integrations do you have and what, which ones do you have planned for the coming year? Yeah, yeah. So look, we have an open API and um, we've done about 10 integrations so far so into all the, the, at least the main ones that I know of, like Workday and SuccessFactors, um, um, PageUp and, and so on. So part of our funding is actually to accelerate that. It's a native experience within 
the system and I completely agree it needs to all be seamless for the recruiter to make it really frictionless for them. So as we get our funding, we'll just start to integrate with all the main players and we do all the work for the clients. So it's only a couple of hours on their side that we need from them, mostly around designing the user journey for the candidate to make sure that that's really truncated and really simple. Um, but the technical integration our team does, we call them our team of integration warriors. They're, they're pretty amazing. It's about four weeks for us to do an integration. What kind of uh, a CEO are you, Barb? Are you a visionary? Are you a product person? Are you sort of the face of the company and the, the, the hustler? Where would you categorize yourself as a CEO? <laughs> it's a great question. Look, I think I have to play that all of those roles, to be honest, um, in different times. Um, you know, I, I, I have a very strong product vision. Um, you know, I don't come, as I said, from the technical background and, you know, the combination of myself and Booty, my co-founder, who was the principal data scientist at, at Culture Amp is, you know, I'm the sort of human side of how do we make sure that um, the experience for people is really human and really candidate first. I think there's a lot of talk, talk about candidate first, but there's a lot of bullshit about that as well. And, you know, we really put that first before the technology. So, you know, it has to work. There has to be science, but fundamentally people need to trust it. And I, and I, I guess I'm the visionary around how do we bring that to life? Nice. Nice. So, so you, you don't have a large staff, which is great. I mean, you're, you're, you're lean and mean. How are you guys hitting the market? How are you actually getting into business development partnerships? How are you getting that revenue up? What's your primary focus? Yeah. So look, we, we have a sales team um, who are awesome. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of our leads come from our customers. So some of our customers like, you know, Qantas is a fantastic um, business in Ireland called Woody's that's just referring us to most of the Irish market. And, you know, they, they are generating most of our leads, which is fantastic. Um, so that's one way in which we go to market. Um, the other is we work with all the big RPOs. So Randstad, globally is um, a big strategic partner of ours. All of the RPOs we're in discussion with and, you know, they desperately need to bring technology into their stack, which is not just about solving efficiency for them, but also addressing the inclusion challenge. You know, I think organizations are desperate now for something to really fix bias and fix diversity. So we're seeing a lot of interest from the RPAs, uh, RPOs in, in using our technology. So those are the two ways in which we go to market direct and via RPO channel. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. 
All this stuff sounds really, really expensive, Barb. What can I expect to pay for predictive hire? Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. Um, you know, look, in terms of a range, it's we typically price based on hires because um, we think that's the metric that really matters and we want as many candidates to go through this and experience it as possible because it's such an amazing experience. So depending on the scale of business and how many different countries we're helping you with, you're probably paying anywhere from 20 bucks a hire to a few hundred dollars a hire. Um, so that's that's broadly the range uh, for our pricing. We, we also have a, um, I think that's something quite unique to us, we have a change management team because a big part of this is the how do you bring the team along, right? How do you get your recruiters to trust this? How do we help build AI literacy internally? So um, we put a lot of effort into that change support um, and all of that gets included in that incredibly cost-effective pricing that I've just shared. Well, well, thank you for the transparency because most of the startups we interview are a little bit dancey around the pricing. So we, we thank you for that. And holy cow, it's the bell, Barb. Are you ready to face the firing squad? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my hands, my fingers and toes waiting. Yeah, go for it. Chad, have at it. Okay, Barb, I'd like you to know I don't believe in magic, fortune tellers, or predictive technology. But I do believe in anti-ghosting magic, your ability to scale, efficiency. I believe in giving recruiters and hiring managers time back and cutting out all of the bullshit tasks and superfluous processes out of their day. I love ease of use for candidates. Uh, and also for recruiters and staff. And I believe hitting the RPOs is just smart as you can get, which means I do believe in predictive hire. That's a big applause for me. Woohoo! Wow. Thank you. you, you made me. Don't get too don't get too excited. <laughs> it's my it's my turn. It's my turn now. Look, we've had a lot of chatbots on this show, excuse me, conversational AI uh, solutions on this show. And I don't think that I have given any of them anything other than a big applause. This might be the first or it might not. Um, I love everything that you said. I, I am, to me, it's a mystery that a lot of these chatbots are being acquired for, I guess, a cheap price because they're not announcing the acquisition costs. But I think a lot of it is maybe uh, people were early into the game. Maybe the tech wasn't right. Maybe I think the founders didn't quite get the market. Um, I think that you're probably coming in at a really great time. I like the science. I love the PhDs on your team uh, that you have listed. Um, the one thing that I would that I'm a little concerned about is the getting out of getting into different segments. Of, of chatting. I think that if you have an eye face toward America, you're going to have more than enough work ahead of you to get things right on the recruitment side that getting a little bit um, distracted maybe by onboarding or t enterprise teams, whatever marketing. I, I don't know exactly what uh, is in store, but I would, I would caution you against getting unfocused in terms of recruitment and the employment side. But I think that you're probably smart enough to, uh, to focus. I love the fact that uh, you're going to be announcing a new round of funding soon. I think you need to build up that team, build up that marketing and sales 
to tackle America and the rest of the world. I'm rooting for you. I think you can do it. Big applause from me. Holy cow. Put the shrimp on the Barbie. Pop the corks, baby. It's time. (laughs) How do you feel, Barb? Wow. I just was waiting for my moment. Thank you so much. Better way to start start your day in Australia at 6 a.m. You sound like my board. So that's for, that's uh, that's very astute advice. Really appreciated. Thank you. Um, very grateful. Fantastic. Congratulations to you and keep us in the loop, will you, Barb? I will. Chad, another firing squad in the books. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.